and welcome to the I Get Buckets podcast. I'm your host, Simon Harris, and we are here for a special edition running down the season that was 2022 reviews, going through all the teams and talking about how you went, what the best players were, the worst players were, and with me to guide everyone through the acquisitions and everything fantasy basketball is the one and only, the, the man of the moment, the champion of 2022 for the Cougars League. We have coach of For Fox Sake. It is my main man, Dan Britannia. What's up? Simon, I love you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for just being you. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm so excited to have you here. It's been a long time coming. We spoke a while ago about the podcast. That was over Skype as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. But, Maybe most of COVID. I know, right? But yeah. I, I, we're in the same room together. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's nice to kind of do it like this and... It's a pleasure. We're over here. We're having some drinks, and we're going to talk some basketball. So, um, firstly, congratulations for the the win. Um, I know it wasn't almost a given, but um, you know, best regular season we've already we've had ever in our league. But you said before you were you were still a bit nervous going into the the last round, but um, I'm sure it felt good to to get another win. Yeah, honestly, like um, our, our league in general is really stiff competition. Everybody really wants to win and get. Um, get the chip like like I did this year and uh, I, like you said getting into the end week where it felt like my team was falling apart Sacramento were resting guys and Sabonis got traded there and a whole bunch of different things like I won't go too far into it but yeah it was definitely far from what I would say is a sealed deal <clears throat> yeah. yeah well I mean you were the the one and only person to kind of come because I know um you're very interested to to look at the season that was and break down the team. So the idea of the podcast is we're going to go through all of the teams that were drafted from finishing Sacco all the way to the championship team. And uh, we'll go, you know, just little things, I think, off the cup. I don't know how long <laughs> this is going to go for, if we'll get through all the teams or if this is going to be part one of part two. But I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it today. So, um it's going to be good fun. And I'll apologize in advance for wanting to speak about certain teams more than others and uh, uh, just players and things and matchups that I thought were really interesting. So, um, yeah, but uh, do you mind if I sort of choose where to start? Oh, uh, it's guests, you know. Okay. If you, you... Uh, I'm a visitor, so I get <laughs> yeah. to choose. Um, what did you think of the points scoring change? I was a big fan. Yeah. Um, I'm on board. It's a good thing, the race, because I want to ask you another important question later about the free agency um, cap, because I know there's a couple of things that we, in our league we've been hot on. I'm super stoked that we went with negative 0.75 rather yeah. than 0.5. I think that would have um, thrown it a bit out of whack. but Particularly as well for, um, like, I found it was easy enough to go from, okay, this is where we were. How might we adjust and it seemed to be like your evaluations were relatively <clears throat> excuse me relatively close do you know yeah. what i mean it didn't feel overwhelming or in that regard yeah i mean i think my first um impression was i did like how um the trade-off when we on our old scoring was you know if you miss a shot and get a rebound like it was like a balance kind of thing um but i think as you went through the flow of the game it was nice that it wasn't as big of a penalty for missing. I think your thing at the start of the season, which I think came true, was we were seeing the best players for the best teams reflect more accurately in our fantasy rankings. So I think the biggest examples were Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. 
Um, these guys who were, you know, they'll, they'll finish, you know, fourth, fifth or sixth in MVP voting and they were, you know, top 10 players in our league. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. in other seasons, these high volume um, scorers, you didn't really see comers through and you have, you know, your Jonas Valanciunas, um, you know, your Sabonis. It was still There's awesome players. High, but yeah. high effective field goal. Yeah, just that it sort of leaned it a little bit more towards big men. And I don't think um, you can ever really avoid the big man advantage in fantasy sports, but uh, fantasy basketball, I should say, sorry. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I do think we tip the scales a little bit more in a shooter's favor. Yeah, and I think the other point was around free agency pickups that some of these guys, whether it's um, your Malik Monk, so, you know, these fire burner yeah. guys had more appeal um, as options rather than just everyone trying to get, or who can I get who's going to get eight rebounds and shoot it only three times. Yeah, exactly, um, yep. So yeah. I played out really well. I, I, was th- I picked up the guy <laughs> who was that dude for the season. It was Isaiah Jackson, I'd say. He's just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Don't mean to... No. <laughs> We're good, but um, yeah, no, nah, it's good to start off with that because there's that one and then yeah. there's... Um, free agency. Free agency, which may be a, a more of a thing um, before next year is that, you know, at the 25 has kind of worked well and I'm not sure if it's just COVID, but, you know, this is the second year in a row where um, it feels like teams are really kind of um, hitting a point and then getting stuck um, yeah. and, you know, how that affects what's going on. And I do think for the second year in a row, the best teams won easily. Um, so it hasn't infected stuff, but I'm just curious whether... Um, uh, I'll, I know, yeah. I'll look, I made the grand final last season <laughs> and you're saying the best team won, so I'll... Oh, I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, genuinely, um, I, 100%, the, the, big, the biggest thing that I've found with, um, it, with COVID affecting the league and the acquisitions is it forces your hand a little bit more. Like if... Um, our league is that tight that, you know, you'd need to win matchups and you need to make moves and stuff like that. And then 20 points from a, um, you know, a random dude on the wire actually can make a difference. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I've been pretty open over the years how, um, I, I've always wanted a little bit more. Um, I'd even look at, for example, reducing IR and increasing bench space and stuff, but that's a whole another kettle of fish. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is even just five or 10 more extra acquisitions, like I know um, it, it just gives you a little bit more wiggle room as you get approach the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this will all kind of come up and we'll, um, we'll vote things in and, and reassess. But I guess the, the point of today um, is to talk all things season 2022. So, um, as you said, you want, we'll start from the bottom, yep. kind of make our way up. So unfortunately for um, Coach Adam, it was another uh, lost season. Uh, team talk to me, Goose, um, finishing out the bottom. Did you pick nine this year? <laughs> big dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we, we worked it out. It was, either, it was three in a row and like four out of the last five, I think, with that other one being pick nine. But um, I think pick, having pick ten wasn't the... Um, the, the problem this year there is um, worry and I would say are we going to see a year anytime for the rest of their careers where a Durant or a Davis go around one you reckon look um, I think AD has the ability actually both of them do but yeah every single time I go it's not worth it for injuries you know I'd, I would rather um, roll the dice on somebody who I 
have a little bit more faith in, in that regard. Um, uh, for example, having 30 points or 28 points, but you know, a 10 game differential, you know, they sort of even out and I'd rather go for the more consistent player in that regard. Yeah, because I think we uh, said on the, the draft reviews, it's it, it's a good time to take both of them because um, you have picked 10, so people aren't picking them because of this injury worry, and then you you get potentially all the upside, but we you know we saw it, it basically kind of derailed his season when you know Durant misses you know eight weeks or whatever it was in a row, and Davis is you know on and off the court. It doesn't matter that they're you know when you look at their averages, they're both you know top 15 players. They're like you know, hanging on to top 50 value yeah. when they miss so yeah. many games. So, unfortunately, when you look at, you know, Adam's team, it's just, that's where, it, you know, it ends and it starts with, you know, them, about, you know, able to be on the court. I think he finished the season like, <laughs> so he's 4 and 14. I'm pretty sure he finished the season like losing 9 or 10 in a row. So, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one. <laughs> We've got the list here. I'm not sure yeah. if there's there's certain players that stand out. I know um, <laughs> you go. I, I think Adam showed a lot of foresight in um, drafting Anthony Edwards to pick 50. Um, I know he would have gone around that area anyway, but he definitely outperformed mm-hmm. that role, which would which is really good to see. <clears throat> I don't know about you, like I thought that Anthony Edwards' um, strong finish to last season was a little bit of a flash in the pan. Um, so to show that sort of faith in him going into this season, um, and you know, sort of like looking back now, it was a little bit of a no brainer with our scoring change with, um, you know, his game style and stuff and, uh, what Minnesota are trying to do at the moment with the coaching change and everything like it, it should have been, he probably should have gone higher looking back. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think, um, when you kind of, you've seen it. He's starting to prove a little doubt is wrong, and I know a lot of the concerns on him are more kind of basketball winning related rather than fantasy rated related. So yeah. you know the high volumes, you know shooting and scoring, and as well as the kind of no fear, like I'm the best guy on the court regardless of what's going. I don't care if I've airballed the last shot. I'm just going to keep shooting yeah. the amount of minutes he played. He's a really good pick. Um, I mean, I thought the DeAndre Aiden one was was good, but. Again, someone that kind of missed time as well as he hasn't really put it together as much as you'd hope fantasy-wise as a double-double kind of in-and-out 2010 guy almost, even though the Suns, you know, win 60 games this year. Um, but, I mean, you, you point at Kemba Walker at 70. <laughs> um, it's rough. Yeah. Devontae Graham at 91 is rough. 110 Marvin Bagley is kind of not his fault <laughs> as much as he was out of the rotation and he becomes... An automatic drop, yeah. Um, and then James Wiseman frustrated, didn't play a game this year. Um, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wiseman, um, I will say that I thought it was a wasted pick on Leonard uh, at the time of the draft. Uh, I think it was a wasted pick now, um, particularly as well. Like um, there were st- there was still value on the board at around about 100, uh, 130 uh, to some degree. You know, you could take a swing on someone who probably have a little bit more of a chance at being effective over the course of the season than uh, Leonard did. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to say this a lot. Hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard looking at... um Because yeah. <laughs> now we're like removed and you've got all the stats. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's players... Um, well, I won't go too much into it because... 
um, it was one of yours that we'll talk to. But guys like uh, Josh Giddy and even Kelly Oubre and um, Bobby Portis are all picked after Kawhi. Yeah. Um, but the upside from Kawhi is so huge. But like one thing that I think will be a trend, and I'll, I'll touch on a lot with a few teams, is it's going to be the rookie class because they were so important to a few teams. Um, yeah, success. 100%. And I want to ask a couple of questions, and they'll be more towards your Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, when we get to them. Um, about how much is it in terms of like luck, in terms of like that these rookies have just come on way more than we would have thought, or it is a lot about. I know I'm reading the team situation. I've seen a little bit of how I think the their games are going to translate to fantasy. This team's going to give them, you know, a larger role allotment straight away. Or even if you don't think it's going to be straight away, they're an injury away or they're ten game losing streak away from from giving the keys. Honestly, but, um, man, it's hard to choose because, like, I'm looking at uh, Adam's team now, and he drafted Kate, started the season off injured, um, came in, couldn't hit a shot to save his life. Then that definitely towards the end of the season, he started coming together really strong. Um, he's looking like he, he uh, an amazing player and a future, you know, all NBA type caliber guy. Um, and who would have thought that, um, fantasy wise, anyway, Barnes or Mobley would have uh, outperformed him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah well, that, that that's the thing. Obviously, our last twenty games or whatever of K is, you know, him starting to to play to his number one pick status, which um, is. You know, saying a lot given the class of how many people have been so good in the rookie um, draft this year. But yeah, so pick 71, he's going earlier yeah. that last year. And, and it's weird how like a rookie getting drafted to a contender where you go like, oh, I'm a little bit worried about their value. Actually, like for example, in this season with, um, I mean, Mobley's presence, I think lifted the Cavs to a point where um, they looked really good, particularly to start out the season. Yeah, and then um, even like uh, Barnes, he, he he started, excuse me, in the starting lineup, which was great. But he definitely forced his way in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it didn't. It wasn't a sure thing that was going to take place. Yeah, and yeah, here we are. Exactly. Mm. All right. So I think what we'll do with both or every team, we kind of go out and we'll go it quickly. And if you have players, it's good. If you if you don't, <laughs> it doesn't matter either. But as a bit of fun, we can kind of say, um, what was the best draft pick? What was the worst? Yep. And then maybe like, if there's a big, like what if about their team or a turning point? Um, I don't know if you want to go for Adam or I can go. <laughs> um, y- yeah, well actually you go for Adam cause I'm going to go for you. So <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, oh, we can both, we can both okay, do right. it. But <laughs> well, um, if we, we'll start with worst pick. Yeah. All right. Well, worst pick for me. Um, like it's hard to argue with Davis at 11, but given, you know, the season and everything like that, I, I do think he sort of sunk Adam uh, pretty decently yeah. over the, uh, like I know KD came back in time to make some sort of difference and stuff, but it's just the injuries and it's hard to say, you know, uh, it was a bad pick because of injuries, but it's sort of the way that it played out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's fair in terms uh, of impact. Yeah. If I'm going, why did you make that pick at that time? It was RJ Barrett. Oh, really? At, at 51, I just thought it was very early. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was another one that kind of came on, but um, 
he traded him away to, to Ben Simmons, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think Kemba Walker was his worst pick. Yeah. And I'll say, I said that at the start, so... You reckon? Because like, um, I felt like at the time, at the start, like around the draft time, his role was looking like it was going to be pretty big. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of the time when I say stuff, it comes wrong. So when I say something and then it comes right, <laughs> I'll take the moment. <laughs> Um, but I, I think I said, like, I just, I, I didn't really see the role for him. I think he came, I guess the, the thing was because he was, you know, at New York, it's new. We're going to re you know, jive everything. Um, but I just, what I saw at Boston was gross. And I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of young people there. I know he still had the Tibbs factor, but see, I thought like Boston sort of pushed Kemba Walker down it to a degree. And I know his knees are rooted now yeah. and stuff, but I don't think I realized just how bad they were to begin the season. I was like, yeah, he's going to, he's going to go in and he's going to do well. But yeah, with the season in mind and stuff like that, you're right about Kemba. Um, I think where I was at on draft day was, yeah, yeah. Different to where I'm. And that's the hardest thing on draft day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we in agreement then? Is Anthony Edwards the best pick? hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Cool. And do, do we know where he performed? Like, is he a top 30 guy this season? Well, um, have a look at where he kind of fell, but I think he, with an average of 23.1 fantasy, he'd be pushing that, yeah. if not 40. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get one that one up. But um, I think for me, the the biggest what if, or like turning point, is the Durant injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say the same for Davis. Look, look but, down the roster though, KD, AD, um, Aiden missed some time for a bit there. Cade, Turner, who didn't come back. Yeah. Um, Bagley, who was only really effective after he got traded. Yeah. Yeah. Wiseman. Wiseman yeah. Leonard, like... It's... Um, there's holes everywhere. Yeah. And, and uh, like, Adam, please don't draft injured guys. <laughs> okay? Particularly multiple injured guys. Just roll your dice on one. <laughs> it's hard because some of them aren't injured at the time, but there's a lot of injury prone there. And you can kind of see why the season kind of fell apart. Even obviously, Brook Lopez, it was his last pick, so it doesn't matter as much, but... Yeah. I mean, he missed the whole most of the season as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll move forward to um, the team that finished ninth, a four and fourteen as well. I think. Um, where are we here? I'm around. Oh, it's on my team. That's why I can't find That's it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you've got thoughts on the Mason Vaders. Do you want to go first, and then I can do an apology or? <laughs> Um, so I have to say, I drafted really similar to you in another league. Uh, I had just to go through the list. I had Zion, Shea, um, Chris Stapps, Darius Garland, um, Mikel Bridges. Yeah. So those were the same guys. And like, honestly, um, draft day me goes, well done. draft. You know what I mean? And then. And then the um, side of me goes, well, we should have seen Zion coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Simmons, like, I, I didn't think anyone thought it would get drawn out as long as it did. But then um, I expected him to play for Brooklyn this season as well. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So, um, but yeah, so uh, long story short, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think one of the things is I wouldn't have taken Westbrook yeah. First. Like I think just looking at his season now, you just go like, oh, 
yeah, understandably from his fantasy impact and everything like that, he's been a perennial top 10 player. And then I like, yeah, he just, he shut the bed when it came to um, the Lakers and it, it must've stung. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that there's, there's things in my team that were out of my control and, and some that were just complete misreads and yeah. fails. And I think in, if I had to pitch a defense of the Westbrook one, it was that I thought the Lakers were going to be very good this year. I thought their roster was super shallow. Um, aging LeBron, so yeah. take rest days where yeah, I thought yeah. LeBron was gonna you know take days off and like this workhorse Russell Westbrook you know averaged the triple double last year. I was like, oh well, you know he's still gonna get you know your twenty to thirty um, triple doubles. Yeah, got me to the grand final last season. Like yeah. Um, he did, unfortunately, like I didn't win last year and that's fine, but, um, that's just showing the impact that he had and that was a season removed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think what came to kind of be true is that, you know, he led, he led the Lakers in rebounds. He led the Lakers in assists. He led the Lakers in, um, field goals made maybe anyway. I think he was second in points behind LeBron. He only missed one or two games, but the fact was like, like he, he can't shoot the, the basketball and he's always not been able to shoot basketball, but the way they were kind of using him or everything that was okay, he just like, he was, it was really, really bad was, this season and uh, it just didn't come along. And then the, the shared LeBron minutes didn't go as all the way I thought. <laughs> did he start taking more contested mid-range twos this season or is it just me? Like, cause the, the drop in efficiency, like he's never been the most efficient. I'll, I'll give him that, but um, the drop in efficiency and the amount of turnovers that he yeah. was getting is just that was it. The turnovers were gross. I yeah. think the shot selection was like, um, it, it was bad and it's always been bad. But the volume was down. That you know, it, the fact that he wasn't making them. I think he shot, you know, like less than thirty from three, and there were like bad ones as well. And my my a part of my brain as well was like, oh, this new negative zero point seven five rule is going to be good because his volume mm. is going to stay the yeah, same, yeah. but. It just didn't. The the Lakers didn't really. It didn't work with LeBron, and I think a lot of that's on me, um, because I picked him so high. Yeah. Um, he just shouldn't have been as, as high as I ranked him. But you know, I was scared of off of um, your KD um, and your AD kind of players mm-hmm. who went pretty much after, um, and it was a misread. So that's kind of where everything fell. But where it was the frustrating things that came in was the Zion Williamson thing where you get told, uh, oh, he'll be back for a season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's this injury that we've been hiding from you, but he'll be back for season opener. Oh, I'll be like six weeks. Oh, he's seeking a second opinion. He needs more surgery. Oh, he's out for the year. So that drove me nuts, <laughs> man. I can't tell you. And I like, it's actually sort of put me off him as a fan of him and stuff as well. And then you're obviously hearing about a little bit of the, turmoil between him and the team uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how to term it because it hasn't been much that comes out um but yeah it just it's it was making me feel pretty d- dodgy about the pick in my league and i feel yeah. sorry for you as well this year yeah well i mean a broader question i think for next year would be which pelican gets drafted first because cj mccollum was you know a top 20 player when he went over there Jonas Valanciunas was a top 20 player while he was there. Like all season. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then Zion has his potential, but we just don't know what he is now. So, um, you Correct don't have to... Correct me if I'm wrong. JB <laughs> is in a contract year, either this year or like he's either free agency this year or next year or something. 
That's a good question. I think, that, I think yeah. he got traded from the Grizzlies because he's he's due. a free agent. I could yeah, be wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see where he lands because I think he really established himself, particularly in the absence of Zion, as a real fantasy asset. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, quickly going through, because we can move on because my team's not as interesting as subs, but the ticks where I think, you know, we got I got some wins was the Darius Garland at 73. You know, I was a big Tyler Hero fan, 113. Big Bobby Porras fan, 133. He was amazing. But, I mean, the problem was it's a huge misread on Ben Simmons. I think I had conversations with people like, when, not, when you want to take him, wait around. And then I didn't do that. And then I'm the same as you. I thought it would be over before the season started or in the first couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we saw what we saw, and we don't have to go over it. Um, but then he doesn't play all year. And then trading Gordon Haywood for Michael Porter Jr. Um, and then him going down a week later um, was another yeah. fuck up. But uh, how, yeah. how was, um, from a Nets standpoint, like a Nets fan standpoint, how do you feel about the Simmons trade? Particularly now where we still haven't seen him play a great game and we're just about to hit playoffs. Um, I still think it was a, a good trade, yep. but I mean, it's a good trade only because we were pushed into the situation where James Harden didn't want to play. Um, so, or didn't want to be with the team anyway. It's frustrating because the big three only played 16 games together. And when we saw glimpses of what they can be, the ceiling is, you know, so high. It's, you know, championship, obviously level yeah, offense yeah. basketball. Yeah. And I think the ceiling's, you know, lowered with the fact that, you know, we don't have Harden on the team. But, you know, the alternative view is that they were kind of pushed into a scenario where he, he basically forced his hand out. And to get a quality player of Ben Simmons's elk, what he should be, as well as not just removing some of the depth from <laughs> the Sixers, but getting, you know, these role players back who, you know, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond will both start for us in our five um, playoff game, like our starting five. Um, and then recuperating a couple of the picks. I think we kick the can down a little bit because I think the, the James Harden extension is getting a little bit scary now with the, the number that he potentially can get paid and what he's looking like in terms of his shot percentages and his effort. Um, but when you've got someone like Kevin Durant, who, you know, arguably best player in the world, um, but, you know, he's getting on. He's obviously had a couple of very serious injuries. Um, every year is a lost opportunity and you get shortened in this time frame. And we're going to see two years, um, potentially, I'm assuming that the Nets can't win the championship this year, which based on what we've seen is the most likely <laughs> outcome, that there's two years yeah, of your Kevin Durant really prime frustrating for you. It must be really frustrating for you in a sense that, like, You've sort of gone into the season being heavily favoured in your championship on it. So I won't say you're the favourite, but definitely heavily favoured and stuff. And then for one of this or that, there's been some barriers that have stopped you from... Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'm not... So you haven't not won the championship yet this season, but like, there's barriers there. Like, Simmons needs to come back, I reckon. Oh, yeah. It'll really push, like, lift your chances. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Boston will be favorite for the series, and so they should be. Um, yeah. And it's, 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 there's, based on what we've seen this year, it's hard to see us winning unless 
you know, Durant plays 40 minutes and goes off. And yeah. Kari, you know, when he's on, he's, you know, he's in the best 20 in the league. He must be. Um, uh, the, the only way Raptors and Nets could meet up is in the conference finals. So yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but you must be happy about that. What, that we avoid Toronto? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Because you will avoid Toronto. <laughs> regardless of how it all <laughs> Well, if we yeah. make the conference finals, that's I'd be stoked, and I'm rooting for you against the Sixers. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, man. <laughs> Before we move on from your team, one one other thing I want to say is this was the first year of the slipped pick being Terry Rozier at 48. How are you feeling about it now? I feel fine about it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 He actually he was, turned out to be pretty damn good. I was going to say he was good and he was not like, a problem. Um, uh, there was at times he was more reliable than Ball. Yeah. 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 I mean, more reliable than I think. I, I'm, in terms of minutes. Yeah. And, I'm and super interested like, to see where the Melo goes next year um, because the sky's the limit. But Terry Rozier is showing he's, he's just a, he's a scorer and he had he had these patches where you know he was thirty a game for across you know five games so. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not the problem. Paul Zingas is another curious one because he, when he played, he was good. He was, I think, <laughs> even because it's it's funny because Westbrook still was like my highest average player, but um, Chris Stapps was as good this year when he played. So um, yeah, I think D- Dale said that that was your shit pick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I think the argument was because he doesn't stay on the court. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I mean it's funny because I mean Dallas didn't really want him, borrowed him I think with the yeah. trade. So yeah, I th- <laughs> I mean I think Westbrook's my worst pick, even though he's like it's it's hard because he still scored a lot for me. But from what he needed to be, um, it's hard to say. I think the other argument is Ben Simmons is my worst one, but that's just because he didn't play. Yeah, but uh, like you, you, again, I want to sort of give you the benefit of the doubt in the regard that like the information at the time is these guys were sort of scheduled to be there, but they did end up sinking your season regardless. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I'd say Ben Simmons, particularly at 33, I probably would have waited to pick 50. Yeah, it's early. Yeah. It's too yeah. early. Because yeah. Ben Simmons at 33 is thinking that he's playing day dot because the ex, I mean, the hope is that he's a top 20 player when he plays, yeah. but I think. I don't know if he's that anymore. Um, I hope so. Um, no, it's crazy with the new players coming in. Um, yeah. yeah, just the like we talked about the rookie draft class yeah. and stuff. I feel like that's going to shake up the room. It's a bit of a change of a guard. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. is. it feels yeah. like it. Yeah, especially even with like Jason Tatum and Devin Booker and those guys, yeah. as we said, because they're still young, but now they're like, okay, we're MVP kind of caliber guys. Yeah. Now. Um, and then Darius Garland's probably my best pick. He was just a superstar this year. Oh, I loved him, man. I loved it at the time. Um, I was eyeing him in the round that you picked him. Um, it wasn't too early. It wasn't too late. It was actually, you know what? You could have picked him up earlier if you really wanted to. He was just a really nice pick. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk about this Colin Sexton when we well. come to it. But Unreal. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, sorry, just had to throw in that comment. No, no, it's good. And I mean, we talked about the what if kind of changing mm-hmm. moment is um, Zion not playing. But, yeah. um, and I have to say, if Cavs stayed healthy this season with Rubio, particularly Garland backcourt, like name me a sexier duo in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So let's have a look at who finished third bottom or eighth for our league. Because um, I can't remember, but we'll bring it up. I got it here, I think. Oh, we got it. So Young, Harden on holiday. Dale with an 8 and 10 finish. So we had two teams right down the bottom, 4-14. And then <laughs> a lot of the other ones um, only really got eliminated from finals in the last few weeks. Um, but I guess this has changed up because of final standings. The regular season, sorry, was Jack. So 7-11. Yeah, big Lebronski. So... Jake had pick seven to start with. Got Cat, ran down through LeBron. Again, LeBron's a, a perennial second rounder now because of his age and his injury history. But um, I would say injury <laughs> possibility. Like, yeah. uh, for, for example, I'm a 37 going into a 38-year-old man this next <laughs> season. Um, am I going to be... Like, it, there's no doubt when LeBron's playing, he's a first round value. But the thing is, there's that much risk tied to him. I, I wouldn't put it out of whichever team that ends up. It, is he a free agent this season? No, I think he's got one more year. One more year. Anyway, yeah. I wouldn't put it past the Lakers to say, hey, you know what, LeBron? Um, once you've got your scoring title, just chill out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll try taking you to the playoffs. We'll get you in when you're need to play and all that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's not... And that's enough for me to go, I'll take him in the second round, not in the first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trying to think back to the review, I remember I had questions on Cat because, you know, we've always been enamored by what he can do, but there's a lot that he can't do. And he has, you know, he was only two-time All-Star before this year. But, you know, I think he repaid the faith. You know, 32.3 is good enough that he goes in the first round again next year. The funny thing about Julius Randle is if that if you didn't look at the fantasy stats, you would have thought that he was awful this year. Yep. Um, just based on the way the Knicks played, the way that he was getting booed. He had some really poor games, but you know, the fact that he averaged a twenty six means that, you know, it wasn't that like it was a fine pick at, at twenty seven. Um Christian Wood was a really curious one, but Randall just it's effort issues more than anything yeah. else, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, looking down the list, I think the top half is actually really solid. Um, you know, Wood, obviously there was injuries. Kyle Larry was a little bit of a weird one, I think, that early. But, I mean, I always say that about Larry. Do you remember when he, <laughs> do you remember when he picked Cantor? <laughs> oh, Freedom, sorry, Ennis Freedom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> looking at the computer, it's changed his name. It looks a bit weird. But yeah, um, it does. It looks weird. I remember there was, I think there was a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> there was a chuckle at the time and there's a chuckle now. Because <laughs> uh, um, he wasn't going to play. He was thing. just, yeah, he was just not going to play at all. Yeah. Um, uh, just talking about Towns, on a per game basis, he finished eighth in, uh, in, on average. Yeah. And that's one point, uh, sorry, uh, point eight behind Anthony Davis who finished seventh. So he basically yeah. chose bang on where he should have. And James on a per game basis finished fourth. Shit. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy to think about in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the LeBron pick ends up being a home run and it's just the injury stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. you almost put him in the same category as AD and Trent 
I mean, and they're, they're, these are the ilk of players. It's funny, like, AD's younger than you'd probably think. He's not at the age of these other guys. But, um, yeah, I think Harrison Barnes... And I was that, that was a um, a thought that could get caught out because he, his role. He started off so strong, man. Yeah, like he was like most improved. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, was it Miles Bridges level of like yeah. good at the start, but I think we all knew it wasn't gonna hold on. But his value is kind of tied to his role a little bit, so that's why I was worried about him getting picked that high. Yeah, but he, he his role didn't really change until the end, so that was a fine pick. Rui wasn't with the team. Roko is kind of a shit pick. Um, <laughs> Derek yeah. Rose is a bit of a homer pick, but uh, look, I've got I've got a soft spot for Roko, but I do realize that he's got his limitations when it comes to uh, fantasy. Yeah, um, and this season as well, he just he's not enough of a, um, I guess impact player to carve out his role on the teams that he's in. So he ends up being that glue guy that fits in between here and there, and not necessarily the guy that's focused on or prominent. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Looking at Jake's team, it's funny because the top, the top's really strong and he's got enough there. And you kind of saw that every week because, you know, he'd lose three in a row and not really score well. And then one week, you know, he'd be in the top three scoring yeah. um, teams in the league and he'd, he'd knock someone off quite good. Um, and I'll, then kind of go back to being shit. But. I'll say to Jake as well, like uh, he did mention the fact that he got a whole bunch of injuries in the first couple of weeks that just made him start like flying through the acquisitions yeah and he said you know like if i'm gonna stay competitive i'm gonna run out of picks really soon yeah <laughs> um which i feel sorry for him in that regard but yeah and i know pick 20 pick 67 sorry spencer dinwiddie i was super high on when he got it um and he had glimpses at washington but it didn't really pan out and he's been good for dallas but um when it he's a different player yeah. in dallas like yeah like real life impact and what he looks like on the floor. He actually looks like he's enjoying the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're seeing more of um, what Dinwiddie looked in a Nets uniform when Kyrie was like out and he yeah. had these games when he's starting, like starting to come more of that, which yeah. is, you know, what you wanted to see when you picked him at 67. Um, it's just a shame that, you know, by the time Jake was out or, you know, no longer a finals contender, um, Spencer didn't really start to be good. So. Yeah. Um, Lowry was an interesting one at 54 because had he, you know, played most of the season and, and, and stuff, even though he was in a new context in Miami and stuff, he probably would have brought back that value. But he was sitting out for personal reasons for a long time. Um, I know he missed his return to Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... Uh, I look up and down the roster and I go, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a hit or miss element to the way that he drafted overall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll finish up with, with Jake because uh, he's not the most interesting team. Sorry. But <laughs> there's, 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 I love you, Jake. <laughs> there's no shots fired there. <laughs> it's, it's just more, um, I guess. Uh, His best pick was Towns. Like, yeah, like yeah, you're him. right. There's no ifs, buts, or maybes about it. There's no one else that really jumps out and you go, and this is probably why you said it's not the most exciting. There's no one that really flew up the ranks or, um, you know, 
rocketed down except for Ennis Freedom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is a no-brainer. LeBron, it would be close second. It would be very, very close, um, yeah. Because, I mean, the fact that you get someone at 14 who averaged 37 and wins a scoring title, but yeah. it's just hard when... Um, you don't know. The Lakers are the worst with this, but he's. I think he's day to day on the injury report. You know, every single knee game. or abdomen yeah. all season, and literally they, all season. It's it's yeah. so frustrating from a fantasy perspective. But um, yeah, and I'm, I think that uh, the what if, yeah, if if the guys were healthy, but if I think it's just his back half of the draft. Yeah. Um, no, like Harrison Barnes was good. Norman Powell was injured and up and down, but. You know, I, th- I think when we would start talking about the teams that finished in the top five, there's two or three guys in that back end of the draft. You're like, oh, wow. They were a really important addition to the, yep. the squad, and he just didn't have that, which is, you know, unfortunate. But he kind of nailed the top five, six, um, to give him value. So that's cool. Um, we'll go through into the next team, and that's Luka Dongthik. <laughs> it's 7-11 as well <laughs> I'm not going to lie It took me a little while to actually get the name And I was like, oh, I don't know why I never got it Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so like, Just take it down to my I just couldn't read it properly I don't know <laughs> I was it's like, don't it. And I was like, oh wait, don't you don't, don't, Yeah <laughs> I think I thought Luca Dunthick was the more Because there's a few this year that are a bit of a head scratches like, talk to me, Goose. I know Adam said it was like a Top Gun thing, and I can't even remember who's called Goose out of the players. Anthony Edwards it, is yeah. the name of Goose from um, oh, bloody, what's the top one? Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, knew it was, I knew it was a Top Gun, yeah. and he told me. And then the Embiid's Feed and Seed, apparently that's a Simpsons thing. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. I, don't, I actually don't know about that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I know it's Sneed's Feed and Seed. Yeah. But I, I don't know what Sneed's feed and seed is either. I can't remember it from the show. I just remember him sharing picture. But give it to MJ to find, <laughs> to find the niche, niche reference to something. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we go to um, Jesse. Luka Doncic, I think, was the obvious pick three after Giannis and um, Nikola Jokic. And I think he, he did enough to kind of... Warrant that 35.6 for the year. I think that's misleading though, because that 35.6, like, yes, it's impressive, but he did start out and you were like just scratching your head a little bit going like, is Doncic okay? Like is, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then he really like for the two last two thirds of the season came home strong. Like there was, yeah, yeah. you're right. Cause he, he was kind of like that middle, what, 10, 15, 20 plaque. For yeah, like, yeah, the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he, he was averaging twenty five or something like that, and you're like, yeah, that's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it's not where you wanted him to be. Yeah, and yeah. I th- I thought this year there was the two that were clearly going to go number one and two, and then Luca almost in his own league, and then a few yeah, other guys. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's still the case next year. It feels like it. Yeah, it does feel like it. I think it's because the ceiling's so still so high yeah. for for him. And you think that he can get better than what he did this year? Particularly in our league, if he like hits his free throws more often and do, does little changes to his game, he could actually like lift his average up by two, three points per game. Yeah, and that's not something to be sneezed at in fantasy. Oh, hundred percent. I think going down the list, we'll talk to a few of them. But Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, he he trades him for Gordon Haywood, who lasts 
<laughs> a bit of the season before getting injured. But even though it ended up being a good trade for him because he lost him, the fact that he picked him at 38 means like you were looking for a lot of value. And I yeah, thought it was yeah. a great pick at the yeah. time because I was a huge MPJ guy. Um, and then he started so shit that he had to kind of get off him. Um, Do you reckon he had the back issues when the season started and that's sort of what led to... That's a good, it's an interesting question because he just you know, felt, he, just, he just looked, looked out of it. Yeah, he just, he developed Shagger's back or something. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you, you almost saw that viral clip of him like what, missing the dunk. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I can't believe, you know, he missed this. And that was when he, he's, his back was like lame when he kind of pushed off. But yeah. it's an, in, oh, it's troubling. Oh, we'll see. But I mean, that really hurts you. I think I, I pummeled the Montrose Harrell pick. And the start of the season, I was worried because he was playing really, really well. Mm. But then it kind of didn't work. Then what Brian did... came back. Then yeah. Gafford like extended his role. Then he got traded to the Hornets. And... Yeah, I think nineteen point yeah. seven in the end is actually it's like kind of okay for forty three. Um, what you can say is, do that... you reckon though? Because like with the scoring change, yeah. I was looking for you know. Particularly in the top 50, you have to be scoring 20 above. I feel like there's enough talent out there yeah. that you could have I think 20 or above. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you are right. It's lower than what you want for 43. It's probably not low enough given oh, compared to how much I, I said it was a bad pick. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I'm thinking it's like, yeah, 21, 22 value that you want now. Because we'll look down and there's... there's you know, look at Carter, Wendell Carter. Yeah, he's got a, like a couple of really good picks. Yeah, in I was team. really happy with that, like like how he performed yeah. over the course of this year. And I actually think, like looking down for it in terms of bang for buck, that's one of his best picks. Yeah, a yeah. Wendell Carter twenty four point three, and the other Sadiq one that Bay. still stood out. Yeah, Sadiq Bay, who had a fifty fucking game before eighteen point five, <laughs> but um, Kyle Kuzma at one eighteen. Yeah, um, I think very savvy twenty three average over the year. You see that, so... 110%. Like, I, my eyes weren't even looking Kuzma's way. And the the impact that he's made in Washington, it's sort of... Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's his team, but it sort of feels like it a little bit, particularly in the absence of Beal. Yeah, and I think they really like what he does down there. And the fact that he's such a strong rebounder um, for, like, his position, um, and then he's, you know, developed in such a reliable three-point shooter. He's got these elements to the game where... You don't want him to play out of your skin, and you saw that sometimes with the Lakers. But um, in this role, we've we've seen I think the growth kind of come, and he's been really good. And I think you know I, I talked up that pick, um, so that was a, a tick. I was a bit questionable on the Wendell Carter one, but I th- he, he nailed that. Um, and then it comes back to the rookies because I thought the Jalen Green at ninety eight was a really good pick. Yeah, it it was a hard own for. Most of our season. Oh, 100% most of the season. I think he came good in like at the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. The the season was done for him, unfortunately. You know, he finishes with an average of 16.5, but most of the start of the season, the average was at like 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. um, Which is rough. And then, you know, Ricky Rubio gets hurt. TJ Warren doesn't play. Um, Darius Baisley was just a rough pick. Yeah. Um, You know who was really surprising? Um, Healed... And I want to say it from a real basketball standpoint more so than anything else is, you know, he arguably probably went into the season with a bit more of a solidified role at Sacramento because he's got the history there and everything like that. But then when he goes to Indiana, he was like shooting out of his mind. He's just 
um, un- like unbelievable scores to finish the season. I don't know um, the exact numbers, but he was just unreal. And I think it would be in a huge boon had the like yeah. you know Jesse made it a bit further into the playoffs. Yeah, I think there was even with like Tyrese Halliburton and him, they they, they finished really strong. The um, numbers are a little switching. bit weaker than I was expecting, but still, like, yeah, I think he had improve uh, improvements going to Indiana from where, where his Sacramento games. Yeah, I think the Sacramento they had a few, a lot of the kind of same same guys. And I yeah. think Indiana had they were calling out for someone to take those like Aaron Holiday or yeah. Justin Holiday minutes or whatever they were doing with them. Um, even the Karis Levert minutes, um, but yeah, yeah, I think the other the only thing we'll have to talk about before we move on was obviously he goes two Utah plays in a row with round two and three. Um, Rui Gobert is just always kind of solid as shit, and to get him at eighteen, I think that's fine. Donovan Mitchell hasn't made the step that Devin Booker and Jason Tatum have, um, and I think when you take him at pick three, you're kind of banking on that a little mm-hmm. bit um, or round three, but. I, 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 he's going to go early again next year because yeah, someone's yeah. going to want him to do that and he will eventually, you'd think? I don't know. Oh, I've got, I think it's in him. I don't know exactly what needs to you know happen at Utah or what happens, what needs to happen in his game. Um, but, like, for example, I think we did see a little bit of a performance boost in Mitchell's um, fantasy output just because of the scoring change alone. Yeah. And if he, um, you know, tightens up that field goal ups his free throw a little bit more. Um, th- there's, yeah, the sky's the limit for him, to be honest. Like, I can see him being mentioned in the same sentence as a Booker or um, even, like, DeJounte Dejon- Murray. Yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. Less rebounds than DeJounte, though. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm thinking his best pick was Kyle Kuzma in terms of value, but um, I think in your thinking... I can't argue with that yeah. at all. Value-wise, like, yeah. and also as well, it's one that I, like, didn't even cross my radar, so... Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and then for worst, I sort of look at um, the Harold Sexton Grant... Yeah. Sec- oh, sorry, Porter Harold Sexton section. Yeah. Um, Sexton could have been a 58, but even going into the season, the Cavs were sort of testing the market with him. Um, that didn't really want to commit to Sexton as much as they did Garland and stuff. So that, that was one of those issues. Um, yeah, you're right. But, but yeah, Harold for me jump jumps out at 43. The most is the one I'm, I'm, I'm most dis- not disappointed yeah. in. Sorry. Um, I think he's missed value. Yeah. There. Yeah. I think you've nailed it in terms of picks three to, um, like six, the, the lost value there when you've got. Um, Michael Porter Jr., who maybe not his fault, and even Sexton is not his fault, but yeah, yeah I had an asterisk down next to him. Like, someone's going to take him early, maybe even before Garland, and that's when I wanted to pounce on, on Darius. Yeah. Um, and I think it was already going not what you'd hoped for before he got injured. Um, you know, he averaged 14.3, which is hard because he didn't really play much. But. And, but And the season before, he averaged 18 points something, I, I feel like, and that before the scoring change was pretty damn good. He was just like an efficient shooter. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they were saying on the Cavs game today um, that he averaged like 24 points last year, which seems yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess someone's got to score. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want the, the what-if things always just to be um, injury-based, but I think you've now the what-if for Jesse is 
you know, that, yeah, those picks four to six. What yep. could you have done there? Because when we said that the, what Jake wasn't able to do, Jesse's kind of nailed with a Carter, Sadiq Bay, and a Kyle Kuzma, uh, that value at that back end. Mm, yeah, um, 110%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on because I think we might have one more team and then we can have a bit of a break. Uh, we'll lock down part one and then we'll talk about the real teams. <laughs> hey, th- this team describes my state right now. I'm young, hard, and ho- on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> young, what did you say before? Like 32 going on 50. Yeah, 32 going on 50. You got the greys. But we got the we got, we, we got the hardening on holiday bit now down. <laughs> Dale's teams are always fun to talk about. It's, James Harden was the right pick, I thought, at four based on my rankings. But he didn't even take him. He walked out of the room. Yeah. I think the the other was, the crazy thing was like just do it after pick one. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the other option was Embiid here, and I think that's the the almost the missed um, play because James Harden still averages 31.6 in what can be described as one of the most up-and-down weird years um, for a top-five superstar in terms of fantasy that we've seen in a long time. But he still gets everything done when he's on the court. Yeah, Even that's it, yeah. yeah. He's bad shooting nights because, you know, he's had his, you know, four from 17 and three from 12 ones, but he still seems to get like eight, nine assists and three or four rebounds, which helps to save him. But And the, the, like we, we can't downplay that like he usually gets a steal and a block yeah. game. Do you know what I mean? Like I think he sits at point, you know, 1.1 and 0.8 or something like that. It's just, I think it's gone down this season, but regardless, he just finds his way into filling the stat sheet. Yeah. yeah, I think the biggest question about Harden is where he goes next year, and maybe some of those questions will be answered in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, I think he's a, he's a hard one to pick top five, and he's been top five for a long time now. Yeah. Um, yeah. His next two picks are now. I think Paul George and Trey Young, especially Trey Young. Um, I think there's stuff to be said about having someone that just is on the court and Atlanta with dog shit for a little season honestly like I have nightmares about uh, the draft because I had an opportunity to pick Trey Young just before I picked De'Aaron Fox I was yeah. at that spot yeah I was like god I should have gone Trey um, didn't matter in the end it didn't but, really yeah. matter in the end but you're but, right yeah. uh, like I, I, th- I thought he um, he, he started off again a li- had a little bit of a slow start but then did quite well, particularly towards the end of the season. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, going down the list, he's, like Dale was in contention and in the mm, top yeah. four like for the whole year and then it just kind of fell apart, which is um, unfortunate because there's there's big ticks as you go down the list. Lonzo Ball getting hurt um, obviously kind of sucks, but D'Angelo Russell was up and down, but yeah, Tyrese Halliburton was a big tick. Um, I'd say Robert Williams was a tick as yeah, well. Yeah, big tick. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I remember him saying at the, at the time he goes oh, I'm going to uh, roll the dice on this guy and I, I, I think you know came up good overall yeah I that think 64 yeah I think rolling the dice it was it was rolled I think most yeah. people were switched on the fact that like he's going to be good this year but I don't think they were banking on how good he was and that you know Dale's kind of nailed it on where he needed to go um the Tyrese Halliburton was a bit of a slow burn because he was one that 
if you look at the the rankings, he's really really high because he just didn't miss a game. Um, but for all the good he does, he lets himself down with a Jonathan Isaac pick where he was never gonna or seemed like he was you know really far fetched from playing. Dennis Schroeder, I, I think I said at the time it was a good risk, but it really hurts you. I know Thaddeus Young was rated as someone to trade Clint Capella for, you know, a couple of years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> he's just not that he's he's not as good anymore. Yeah, um, the thing was as well, like I knew Thad was going into this season as a Spurs player, yeah, and um, the off season and everything like that, there'd been talk in within the Spurs organization that uh, they were questioning whether they'd trade him, whether they'd give him game time and things like that. So. Um, to pick him at one seventeen, I think there was opportunities to be, you know, finding value on the board. Like even Larry Markinen, who went seven picks later, yeah, um, showed up way more than than that did over the course of this season. Yeah, I agree, yeah. and I think when we'll do part two, we'll talk about you know the players. Yeah, there's so much value in the back end for some of the teams that really won. So, um. Yeah, and Zach Levine, I guess, yeah. as a Chicago guy, I'm sure he's been pretty... Demar uh, DeRozan blunts his value, I guess. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, I love looking up and down Dale's roster every single time because <laughs> um, a lot of the guys that he ends up drafting are... are I don't I don't want to call them hustle players because they're not hustle players, but they're always those guys that, you know, have this X factor about them. Yeah. Um, that's li- ri- yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think he likes the variance of um, like exciting up and comer kind of yeah. breakout next. Like, because after you go, after you know, your first few picks, yeah. Um, Ball, like, was a potential breakout. Yeah. Williams, potential breakout. Russell, let's see, see how it goes. Halliburton, yeah. Yeah. Again, I, even Markinen, because he's in a new environment. Yeah, like, 110%. Yeah. I think it's the way to play um, by identifying these guys, but you, sometimes you need to counterbalance that with a a solid, you know, pick here and there where you, you know the value because you've got so much variance from these guys up and down um, that, as you can see, like, things went really well early and then it kind of fell apart. But, um, I mean, Paul George missing a whole time, you know, it doesn't help. But, yeah. Yeah, no, the thing is when it comes to injuries, you can't really ever yeah. plan for them. Unless um, um, it's a KD and AD yeah, double. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> double head, I like <laughs> you can play for that a little. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably unfair, but yeah. <laughs> I, I did think, particularly as well, PG at 17 was yeah. going to be great considering Kawhi was going to be sitting out. Um, I, I thought he was going to be a first rounder and then he got hurt. Yeah, well, I yeah. think I think you might have him about 13 yeah. um, on my, my board. Um, and yeah, what was the average? Let's have a look because he was he was a fantastic especially he averaged twenty seven point eight so um, good year but yeah all right we'll quickly run the best worst worst is Jonathan Isaac unless you think someone else has been and this is unfair because he didn't play um, yeah no in the top hundred to pick someone that's injured that we don't know when he's coming back was you know scheduled to come in maybe January. And stuff. Well, actually, it wasn't scheduled. He should have been back, to be honest. Yeah. There was no word whatsoever. Um, I wouldn't have picked him in the top 100. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you on that one. Have you got a best? Um, 
Yeah. Herb Jones off the wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I good. fucking love Herb Jones, man. <laughs> um, like...